I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Already Friends podcast. I'm Allison. And this is Kara. And we are happy to be with you guys on this lovely Friday post our Already Friends meetup event. Yeah. So getting right into it, our peak of the week, we had an amazing Already Friends networking event meetup. And this is actually like three weeks ago, but we haven't actually recorded an intro in three weeks. So a little outdated, but again, it was such a good event. Just to recap, on Tuesday, me and Allison were hanging out in person. We hadn't been together in a couple months. And it had always been on the back of our minds since starting the podcast that we wanted to connect everybody together, our listeners, or just people with like-minded values of the podcast. And three days before, we're like, all right, let's do something. Like, why not? If it fails, it fails. If it goes well, that's awesome. So we went to Hobby Lobby and put together the idea of doing friendship bracelets. And we did like a whole make friendship bracelets with new people and posted it literally that night or the next morning, maybe Wednesday morning, and then had... 16 people come on Friday. So it was awesome. Yeah, especially for such short notice. And I mean, I po- we each posted on our stories and whatever. So we didn't really know what to expect being that it was only a few days in advance, but it turned out awesome. And I'm really glad we kind of did like a very casual open house style where people could just come in between work or classes or on their Friday off or whatever. And we had snacks and refreshments and music. Yeah, donuts. What else do we get? Like cupcakes from, what was the place called? Sweet Magnolias? Yeah. A local so bakery Sweet Magnolias. Yeah. Local bakery, Omaha, vegan, gluten-free Gluten options. So bougie. So delicious. Definitely check them out if you're in Omaha. They're great. Yeah. And time flew by and we had been wanting to do an event like this even before the podcast started. Like when Kara and I first mm-hmm. became friends, we were like, how could we do these events and like make this happen? And then Kara moved to New York and we just like never really executed on it. So this having the brand already friends, like really helped make all of that come full circle. And mm-hmm. then Kara made a TikTok about the meetup and people were like, commenting and messaging and being like, wait, when are you going to do it in this city? And I actually had um, some customers, a girl's older sister and her friend come into the store this last weekend of a girl that lives in Wisconsin. And she was like, you need to come do one in Wisconsin. So I'm like, maybe we're like, maybe we need to do a whole Midwest meetup road trip series or something, because we know that we have listeners in more than just Omaha. (laughs) Yeah. And kind of like we said, even if people that aren't listeners want to come and they just want to make new friends, 
friends. Like, I feel like we just attract those type of people that are just open to making new friends and, you know, maybe getting coffee with some of the girls they meet there after like literally building genuine relationships. So we kind of feel like we have something there. So stay tuned. Maybe we'll do our meetups. I know people literally in that comment section of that TikTok were like, who wants to meet up in Charlotte? Who wants to do the same thing in Dallas? So there's definitely something there. Yeah. So go find that video if you want (laughs) to finesse your own little meetup before we get to it. Yeah. Like we said, I think in the last episode, we really want to make a Facebook group or just like some way everyone can connect. So stay on the lookout for that. Yeah. A lot lot of moving parts going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts going on. We're actually meeting after this to get our stuff together, have new exciting things coming your guys' way. So shameless plug, if you don't follow our Instagram at we're already friends, make sure you do that now because like we'll do next, we'll share your guys' peak of the weeks, which we source from our Instagram stories. And then you'll be on the lookout for cool upcoming events or just fun things that we're up to. Yes, exactly. All right. I will go ahead and read the first one. Let me see. Oh, it was Maddie's birthday. Happy birthday, Maddie. And over a weekend too. It's always really nice when your birthday falls on a weekend. I feel like you can really live it up. It's so awkward when your birthday is on like a Monday and you're just like, cool, I'll just uh, go to work in class now. <laughs> I'll just go get margaritas by myself at a yeah, yeah. restaurant no one can come. <laughs> that was my birthday on a Monday, like five years ago. And then peak of the week from Paige Nicole. I finally got to relax, retweet. Honestly, sometimes that just is your peak of the week, getting to chill and not doing anything crazy and quote unquote exciting. So hope you got to get some extra sleep and just literally do nothing, Paige. That sounds awesome. I know sometimes no plan is the best plan. Love that. Yeah, you have to plan (laughs) to have no plans so that you can just enjoy the day. I literally feel that way lately. I feel like I just, I don't know, all of a sudden everyone wants to do everything with me and I'm like, wait, I actually think I don't want to do anything. Like I want (laughs) to go somewhere by myself TBD if that happens soon, I'm scheming. I might be scheming over here a trip where I just Yay. Leave everybody. Yeah. Well, I'm you know, I'll encourage you on that. (laughs) I know you all. Literally, you have been. So we'll see. TBD. Sweet. Speaking of the meetup, this episode happened because of our meetup. Yes, I'm just gonna segue into our little guest today. Um, by little, I don't mean little. She's huge. Megan Honey <laughs> is on the podcast today. Um, she's basically an internet superstar for being a world traveler. Goals. <laughs> yes. But okay, so what happened, the reason she's on the podcast, so Megan lives in Chicago, but we had connected over TikTok. I don't even remember when, like maybe a year ago, just because we both are on there. We both follow each other or whatever. So we've been following each other for a while, but I posted about the meetup on Wednesday morning. Both Allison and I did. And almost immediately, Megan responded to my story. I was like, wait, I have not been to Nebraska. I've been to all the states except for Nebraska and Alaska, which we'll talk about in the episode. But basically, she decided to come to our meetup to fulfill her 49th state requirement. Um, you know, going to all 50 <laughs> states. And it worked out perfectly. She was in town for like 24 hours and left. And I was like, Megan, I don't be annoying. We have to get you on the podcast. Like, this is just too perfect. You're so cool. You've got such cool stories to share. And yeah, we got her on. So that's how yeah. this episode happened. That day was a full day because we we recorded an episode Friday morning. Then we did the, we got everything set up for the meetup. We did the meetup. We finished working because we both still had tons of stuff to do. It was a work day. Then we went and got dinner with me, Kara, Jordan, and Megan. Then we called Weberize and we were like, hi, um, is there any way we could um, get one more recording in like right now? And so it was probably nine o'clock at night, Friday night. Mm-hmm. So if this episode is a little uh, quirky, it's because all of us were running on no sleep and it had already been like such a long day, but I still think it's like a good fun episode. Yeah. Of just like casually talking. So today's guest is Megan Hummy. Megan is a member of United Airlines social media team where she has the opportunity to travel the world, creating content for the United social channels. Megan has a TikTok account of over 200,000 followers and over 11 million likes. Literally anything this girl posts goes viral. I've never seen anything like it. So it's really exciting to hear what she has to share on that. She also gives amazing career and college advice, how she found her dream job and gives tips for others looking to do something similar. We also just chat and share funny stories. So without further ado, here's Megan. 
I'm Megan Hummy. I am 25. I do, um, I'm on the social media team for United Airlines. Um, so I spend most of my time thinking of content to put on all of our accounts. I focus a lot on our TikTok, which is my absolute favorite platform. So I spend most of my day nine to five doing that, but also on the side, I love doing my own social media. So I'm a content creator on Instagram and TikTok. And I do have a blog, which I sometimes post on not as much as I wish I could. So I kind of I love to do the side hustle. Like the nine to five is amazing. Um, it gets me a lot of amazing opportunities to travel. And that's kind of, I was traveling so much. I started posting about it a lot. And that's kind of how I grew a following um, my own Instagram and TikTok, just sharing kind of all that travel. Um, so I kind of like made it work for me. Best of both worlds um, with that. I am originally from Indiana. I'm from outside of Chicago. I call it like the Jersey of Chicago because no one really, like no one would know where it is. So everyone that's from there, if you're out of town, you're going to say you're from Chicago, even though you're actually from Indiana, but it's about 45 minutes out of the city. So same way that Jersey is like right over the border and people want to say they're from New York, but New Yorkers won't claim them. Like same thing, Chicagoans won't claim us, but we are from like right outside of the city. So grew up in Indiana. I live in Chicago now and have for about the last, oh gosh, ever since I graduated college, which was probably, well, that was in 2018. So how many years is that? I Three we all look at each oh, other like, like <laughs> you're going to do math here? Not, we don't know math. major. Yeah, Clearly we all not. graduated then. And yeah, we did. It all flew by. Years. It's yeah. been three years. Communications yeah. major, not math. Did not take a single <laughs> math class in college, clearly. Um, so yeah, I've been in Chicago. I left for about a year just during the pandemic because <laughs> there's nothing going on, but I am back. I just moved back. I got my first... Uh, apartment all to myself. I got a studio and I'm in the process of getting that together, which is taking up so much more time than I thought it would. But it's very exciting to be back. So many more opportunities being in Chicago than living back home in Indiana. So it's been great. That's fun. Do you want to talk about maybe going to college back in high school when you're choosing a college? Maybe like talk us through how you went to Murray State, right? Yeah, yeah. We call it, so no one really knows what the college is except for <laughs> if you're a fan of basketball and one of our basketball players the last year, he's in the NBA now, one rookie of the year. His name is John Morant. So if someone asks where I went to school, we say John Morant University because that <laughs> yeah. is the only way people know it. But yeah, so when I was in high school and kind of figuring out the whole college thing, had no clue what I wanted to do. I didn't even think I really wanted to go to college. Wasn't I did very well in school, but I didn't enjoy it at all. It didn't enjoy studying. I mean, I didn't study in high school, but I didn't think I would enjoy actually going to college. So for a while I was looking at taking a gap year because I really wanted, I knew I wanted to travel and I really wanted to just like take some time and figure it out. But I did still have, like, I still looked at schools, but I knew I didn't want to go somewhere that was super expensive because I didn't want to end up going somewhere and being like two years in and still having no clue what I was going to do. So I wanted to go out of state and I ended up finding my mom found Murray State on on Google and they it was just the best, most affordable way for me to get out of state. So I ended up going, figured I would at least try it for a year and see how it went. And it kind of worked out because I ended up where I am now going there. It wasn't a super well-known school. Um, it wasn't, I want to say it's a bad, <laughs> it's not a bad school. Um, it just wasn't a super well-known school. And uh, it wasn't the best opportunities for making, for networking, um, or making connections like as a bigger school, uh, would offer, but I still made it work for me. Kind of had to be a little scrappy and figuring out kind of how to get my job now. I'm going to a school where they see it on your resume and they're like, where is that? Um, but yeah, I made it work for me and it was a great time and I have no regrets there. And then how did that lead you to getting a job at United? So I... When I first got to school, I was actually a nonprofit major. That's somewhat how I picked that school because they were one of the few schools that had like a nonprofit management program. So I started in nonprofit because in my mind, I just didn't want to, in my mind, a corporate job was just something that you were working, that you weren't going to be passionate about and that you were just going to like go to work every day. You're making money for someone else. I just didn't feel like I wanted to spend my time doing that every single day. So I was like, okay, I want to work for a nonprofit because that would actually be doing something meaningful. And I loved that major, but I started to realize that 
I could kind of have a different major that provided me more of a skill and actually use that if I wanted to work in a nonprofit or I could apply that to something else. I didn't want to silo myself just into the nonprofit world because I realized a lot of those two are like, I mean, they don't have a lot of resources. Um, so it's, it's a hard life to sometimes work in that nonprofit sector. So I figured maybe I'll, you know, kind of give myself some more opportunities and do something that I could work in that world or kind of work in a for a company if I needed to. So you had that major. Did you switch majors at some point or did you stick with that till the end of graduation? So after my first, I stuck with my nonprofit major for about a year. And then I realized I wanted to kind of develop more of an actual skill. So I switched to organizational communication, which is more so the study of communication and how it functions in an organization, but it can be applied to a lot of things like marketing and persuasion. And there's a lot of ways that you can kind of tie it together. So I switched to that just to be a little more broad and not silo myself in the nonprofit world. So I think I switched during my second year, but I you know, after your first year, you haven't really taken any of your core courses. So I wasn't behind at all. So it didn't set me back. I think most people change their major probably two or three times. Um, so I switched over to communications and I loved that. And I somehow, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was just trying to find companies that I would maybe be interested in working for, just spending a lot of time searching them on the internet. And then I was like, wait, I love flying and I love traveling. Like what about an airline? So I think during my sophomore year, I stumbled upon internships at Southwest Airlines and you had to be, I actually, I don't know if you had to be, um, a certain grade level to get that internship. But for me, it was like, I didn't have enough on my resume yet. So I knew I wanted to apply to that in the future. But I realized an airline would be perfect because to me, it still is something that feels meaningful because you're doing something that impacts millions and millions of people like all over the world every single day. Because, you know, it's important to get people where they're going. It's important that you're providing that service. So, I mean, it's not a nonprofit, but it's still a very important thing in people's lives to be able to fly and to provide a safe and quality, like, travel experience for people. So, in a way, I was like, okay, this is still something meaningful for me. And I can still do nonprofit work on the side if I want to. I can still support nonprofits or whatever it is on the side while doing a job that is has a little bit more resources and is a little more of a steady career. Yeah, for sure. So, you did Southwest Airlines and then did you get another internship for landing your current job? Okay. So, let me start with Southwest. Okay. So, when I found the Southwest internship, I knew I wanted to apply for it during my junior year. I thought there was absolutely like no shot that this would work out. They're actually, they post every single year the number of applications they get for internships and the number of interns that are hired. And statistically, it's more difficult to get into Harvard. Oh my gosh. And I definitely had to use a calculator to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait no, no it's, it's harder to get that job than it is to get into Harvard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. I don't know if I said that right. There are, of course, way more applicants for Harvard, <laughs> but it's still a, like, it was complete shot in the dark to get that. But I knew that I needed, I guess when I first got to college, one of the things that was really important to me was just getting involved and building my resume, but not in the way that a lot of people will join something and say, this is a resume builder, but they don't actually get that involved in the way that it is a resume builder. Like joining a club is not enough you need to really be doing something in that to gain a skill. I joined a lot of organizations on campus because that was something that I was passionate about in high school. Um, but I always try to take some sort of leadership position because that is what you're going to have on your resume that shows that you were able to do something that you're able, you will have results from it, whether it's organizing an event or running a social media page or whatever that may be, that is going to look a lot stronger on your resume than just saying you were a member of an organization um, and attended meetings. So I really made it a priority as soon as I got to college to start joining things on campus that interested me that I was absolutely passionate about. And that is kind of what built up my resume to the point where I even got looked at when I applied for Southwest. I actually did I think I did, I did an internship every summer. So my freshman summer, I worked, um, actually I interned in a nonprofit at home, but it was just a part-time thing. But even that was enough to have something on my resume. And then that helped me get another internship 
my next year, which was in my college town at an electronics company. So none of these were like big, impressive internships when I applied for Southwest. But the point is that you've done something um, and that you have something to prove that you are able to work or learn or whatever it is that they need. And I was probably by the time I applied for Southwest, I had two or three internships and several on-campus leadership positions. Um, So I guess that's how my resume kind of even got looked at. I like, I literally just put it in online, have no idea how they actually saw it because they're getting tens of thousands of resumes. I do not know what caught their attention because I think there's a statistic that a recruiter looks at someone's resume for maybe three yeah. seconds before they deciding. don't even look at the yeah. pile online. Yeah. Like I had a friend get a job at Mark Jacobs and it was through a connection that like she got a resume actually to the person. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, we don't check the online website. There's like, a, oh, yeah. sorry, she didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, we don't check that. But, There's a lot of companies that you really need a connection to get in the door. Mm-hmm. So I am so lucky that Southwest happened to be a company that <laughs> yeah. truly looked through their resumes. Um, they really just look at it for a second, but because I had some internships right away that they could see um, and they could see that I actually had some skills based on my resume rather than just a list of, I don't know, organizations I was in or something like that. Um, Because a lot of people don't wouldn't even have an internship on their resume at that point. Yeah. So somehow they pulled my resume and that there was a long process in between that and actually getting it. You still had to submit like an essay and do several interviews, but I always try to find a way to stand out at anywhere I can f- like get creative in the process because I mean, I wasn't at a super well-known school. So that wasn't something like I didn't have Harvard on my resume or Northwestern or something that they were going to really be able to look at and say, okay, they went to this amazing school. They're going to be great. So they really didn't know anything about the quality of my education, I guess, because um, they I was the first intern they had ever hired from Murray State. Um, and the only one still that they have hired from Murray State. Someone listening from Murray State, yeah. get on it. <laughs> Start applying. But they, so there was a process in the application. Well, once they pull, so this was maybe step two of the process. So you, first you had to get your resume looked at. And if they decided to move forward, you had to submit an essay. That was why Southwest, like why you wanted to work there. Mm-hmm. And instead of just doing a traditional essay on like a white sheet of paper, um, on like a white, just blank word doc. I found they have, I don't think they still have it, but they had a blog, a Southwest blog that was, I don't remember what it was called, but they had a blog and I ended up designing my, my essay in the style of that blog. So I made something maybe on like Canva yeah, and made it match exactly. So it looked like it was a post on their blog. So they saw that. And because mm-hmm. I thought was, I remember talking to the recruiter um, once I was actually hired there and they were like, yeah, that was so cool. That was such a good idea. And it was the most simple thing you could do, but it was just mm-hmm. one thing that they opened it and they saw that I put extra effort into it and actually like spent a little time thinking about, you know, how do I stand out with this? So that kind of got me to the next round and then did a couple interviews and it worked out. And I am so grateful for that internship. Absolutely. I mean, got me to every other opportunity that I have. So that was one of the best summers of my life. Mm -hmm. So one of the really cool things about working for an airline, that is one of the things that we would not trade for anything. So if you work for an airline, you get free standby travel, which means you can get on basically any flight if there's extra seats on the flight, which is not always guaranteed. You can very much get stuck somewhere and knock it on the flight, but it has given me the opportunity to fly literally all over the world in places I would have never gone if I didn't have that. So that is why a lot of people just absolutely love working for an airline because it gives you these opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise. But as a Southwest intern, you are, you get those benefits. So it's basically you and a hundred other interns just flying around the country every single weekend, like doing day trips around the country. Just where can we get, where are we like, you know, five people to a hotel room because (laughs) we're poor interns. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the coolest experiences ever. That was a fantastic internship. And then when I was, so that was during my, the summer after my junior year. So I had one more year of college and I knew after that, I was like, I have to work for an airline, but they, Southwest wasn't, didn't really have like any 
positions and the kind of like field that I wanted um, at the time. So I ended up applying for an internship at United. So I wanted a full-time airline job, of course, but there was just not really anything available. Airlines don't, I wanted to work in communications in the airline, whatever that may be, communications, marketing, social media, and airlines don't have massive, massive teams. For those, they don't have a lot of openings because Mm -hmm. people get there and they don't want to leave. They're like, "Um, I'm going to keep these free flights forever. forever. Yeah, Yeah. that would be me. Yeah, Yeah. so no one wants to leave, so there's never job openings. So you have to get very, very lucky to Mm -hmm. just stumble upon it at the right time. So I wasn't finding anything at any of the airlines for communication, social media marketing at the time. So I just ended up applying for an internship and hoping I could turn that into a full-time job somehow. So I ended up applying for United internship for after graduation. So the summer after graduation, and I got that, which was of course, because I had Southwest on my resume. So they saw I'd already worked in an airline. So they were, they saw my resume and were like, okay. And obviously I still had to interview and do all of that. But I ended up getting hired for, um, as an intern there. And then while I was there, I there weren't any opportunities on the team I was interning on to become full-time. But there were, basically, they, I ended up, I was probably about a month into my internship. And I went to talk to one of the recruiters and see if there's anything that she knows that's open in the company or that's going to be opening up that I could apply for. And they told me about a role. It was in the operational communications team. And it was, I had actually seen the role online, but they had listed it as wanting, I think, three or four years of experience. Mm -hmm. So I didn't bother applying. And the recruiter said, no, you would actually, like, this would actually work. So I ended up applying and getting that role. So I ended up cutting my internship short and starting full-time so it worked out beautifully. But the th- that's the thing is I feel like there's so many times where you think you're not going to be qualified for something. So you don't even bother applying and that I would not have my job if I, I mean, I got lucky that I went and talked to a recruiter and the timing was right and they told me about it, but I had actually seen the role and thought I'm not qualified for mm-hmm. this. There's no way I didn't even bother to apply until they told me to. So I feel like that's a, that's your sign to, you know, apply for the job, even if what they say they want isn't always exactly what they're, they actually are looking for or what they're not always going to be able to get exactly what they're looking for. So if you are still mostly qualified and they think you're going to be someone that can learn the role or just really fit in with their team, they're going to be willing to, you know, kind of negotiate on some of those qualifications. So that's your sign to always apply for the job. And there's some stat too that let's say it needs five years that guys that have two years are like super likely to apply it for it. And then a girl that has like seven years is like, I'm just not sure if I would be good enough. Like, I don't know what the math is, but have you read that too? too. Of course. Yeah. And then they're more likely to negotiate for hire. But yeah, so I did hear specifically that people like men are more likely to just shoot their shot with jobs And then that's how they end up getting them. Like they can't give the job to a woman if you don't even apply. So Mm -hmm. get out there and apply. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to tell us about your role now with United? Kind of what you're doing. You're on the social team. Yes. So I, so when I started at United, I was in a communications team. Um, so it was more writing, like writing newsletters, writing emails, writing some stuff for kind of our internal company website. And then about... Oh gosh, how long has it been? Um, I was in my role for about a year and a half when there was finally an opening on the social media team. So working in social media for an airline was my goal. I was willing to kind of do any role to get into the airline, um, but I wanted to be on the social media team. That was kind of the end goal. Um, I didn't think I would already be there. Mm -hmm. But um, so a role opened up uh, on the social media team and I obviously applied for it and during one of the things I wanted to do um, to kind of stand out uh, during my interview. So at this time, because this was fall of 2019. So this was kind of when TikTok was starting to get a little more popular. It mm-hmm. obviously hadn't taken off completely then, but I had noticed that it was something that was really picking up. And I had gotten on the app myself, but I hadn't really made any content. So I was like, well, how can I stand out? Like, what can I, 
what can I provide like the team? What skill can I have that um, no one on the team has right now? So I was like, I'm going to get on TikTok. And I'm, I challenged myself basically to see if I can make a video go viral in within a week, because that's when my interview was. So I found out like I, I found out I'd been chosen for an interview and it was the following week. So I was like, okay, I have one week and I'm going to figure out how to make a video go viral because then I can talk about that and talk about just my experience on TikTok. So I think it took maybe three days to make a video that hit a million views, which of course back in 2019, not as many videos on the app, a little easier to go viral, but I learned it pretty quickly. So that was kind of the thing really that I think sold my team on (laughs) me, um, that how quickly that I was able to learn something, but also that I had experience with this app that they did not yet. Um, They really didn't even know what TikTok was at the time. But I was really talking it up. I was like, I know this app is here to stay. Mm -hmm. I think in one of my interviews, someone who's my now coworker, they asked me, how do you know TikTok is, you know, it's not going to die like Vine. Like, it's just not. It's here to stay. <laughs> like uh, Gen Z is like running the show right yeah. now. I'm like, you might not have heard this, but this app is absolutely massive with kind of the younger generation. And that is also a generation that we really are trying to reach as yeah. a company um, because they are not yet making their own, you know, they're not buying their own flights yet, but they will be. So that is a generation we wanted to connect with more. So I was like, hey, I have the perfect solution for you. Yeah. It's TikTok. And this was, you know, pretty early before any of them were really on the app at all. But I was kind of able to offer that knowledge to them. And then throughout kind of my interview process, because for some reason it took a very long time, but I was still making my own videos and my account started doing pretty well during that time. So they saw that I, you know, kind of knew what I was, I'd figured it out a little bit. I obviously do not know everything on this app, but at the time I could at least say I could make a video and could potentially make it, you know, do well. So my accounts kind of started growing and they kind of saw that I had figured that out. So I think that was part of what sold them on hiring me uh, onto that team. Yeah. What are some of the places you've gotten to go to while working full time? So for work, well, unfortunately, so I joined my current role on the social media team literally right before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. I was in the office with my team for one week before we all went home and are still at home to this day. So... I did not do much work travel during that time, but in my past role that I was at for a year and a half, I did travel a little bit. I got to go to Hawaii a couple of times. I went to Mexico City. For my current role, I have started traveling a little bit more. A lot of just domestic places, um, which are our hubs. So like LA, San Francisco, New York, kind of just running all over the country a little bit. I travel probably a couple times a month for work. It really just depends on the project and what we're doing. Hopefully there'll be a little more international travel um, in the future. I know my team used to do that a lot kind of before COVID and obviously things are starting to open back up. So I'm hoping there'll be a lot more opportunities for travel, but that does make the role really fun. Just getting to, you know, you're not always sitting at a desk. You're kind of getting out because we usually are traveling to capture content because you need something to post on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is, or you're highlighting a destination. So someone has to go out there and take photos or help a photographer kind of guide because we hire photographers. So we'll kind of go with them and help them kind of get what we need. So it's definitely, that's definitely a perk of the job. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really cool. I think I never really thought about working on the back end for a travel or for an airline. Like I only thought about a flight attendant. Yeah, same. That, yeah. I don't know. No, I just didn't think they had any other roles available. That's like, all you hear about. Or that's all yeah. you can see because we see them. Af- that is absolutely everyone's first question to me when I say I work for an airline. They say, oh, you're a flight attendant. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that is one of the coolest jobs in the world. I don't mm-hmm. know if I could ever handle that life, but that is really all that people think of. Or yeah. the, if I say, no, I'm not a flight attendant, they'll say, are you a pilot? Which <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I, yeah. I'm flattered. But <laughs> no, there are other roles of the airline. People don't realize that there's an entire kind of corporate office that has to run Mm -hmm. everything. Like Mm -hmm. you're just seeing kind of the front line, you know, you're on your flight, you're getting your flight attendants, your pilots, you're seeing the gate agents, but there's an entire company behind that that's doing all the marketing and the finance and any type of role you could think of is at an airline. 
social media, the, I don't even know what Account, else you yeah, do. Accounting, accounting yeah. yeah. Anything that I think I've made a TikTok about that where I kind of shared some of the roles that you can actually do at an airline that aren't just a flight attendant. Cause that mm-hmm. is just everyone's first thought. You never really think about the back end. So, I mean, if you want to, if you like to do accounting, but you also want a job that gets you some free travel, work at an airline. Yeah. That's crazy. I would never think that. I know. I've heard of people literally from TikTok, working like the front desk at an airline once a month. And then they get some of those insane travel perks. I don't know if it's as good as yours, but someone commented on one of my TikToks. He's like, cause I gave like a travel hack tip in a video. And he's like, no, I just work at the front desk once a month and then can fly to Japan for free. And I'm like, oh, so you're winning. Perfect. (laughs) I mean, I think you can do that with hotel chains too. Like you can hardly even work at the hotel and then get to stay. Banquet staff, something like that. Yes. It has- Hasn't had an event for like six months. And then you're just, you're going to stay at all the holiday inns in the whole country. I'm sure my friends at Marriott are like cringing right now. But I, I told, I told one of my friends that works there. I'm like, can I do this? And she's like, probably. (laughs) So that's Do you know anything about that? Yeah. So this, my friend, this actually my friend that lives here. Um, she, (laughs) so she actually worked at a hotel in college, I believe Mm -hmm. for maybe a couple of months, maybe three months. Mm -hmm. And somehow they never turned off her access to her benefits. Wow. So she she actually, she does not work um, in the airline industry, any, industry anymore, but we did work together for a time. So she still had her free flights and she got her discounted what? hotels. I was like, you are living the dream. Wow. So she had both. One day during work, we were, I mean, this is when we were still in the office. We were downtown and she really wanted to take a nap. So she booked a hotel across the street because it was $20 with her discount and went and took a nap. You're joking. Like goals. That's actually oh my, my biggest regret of college was not working at the cool rooftop bar on the rooftop of the Doubletree in Columbia, Missouri. Cause I think Doubletree is Hilton, right? Yes. All my friends that worked there got like $30 night hotels anywhere they went. Like Nashville for the weekend. If they went to New York, they got like $50, like that discount. I wish I would have known about that sooner because I totally would have worked that job. Yeah, work 10 hours a week there instead of doing whatever else you're doing in college. Like on my bare minimum wage yeah. job, doing the pox office Instagram for the like, concerts. Yeah, if you are if you are a student, I mean, I think as long as you're 18, for the most part, you can usually mm-hmm. work. Um, I guess, I don't know how old you have to be, but there's a lot of people... Um, you know, college students that'll work kind of on the ramp for an airline. So you're loading bags oh. or you are um, like Marsh, Marsh is not the right word, but you are, there's jobs you can do while you are in college, especially if you're, if you have a smaller airport, that's mm-hmm. usually sometimes a little easier to get a job there, but there are jobs that you can have that are not full time for an airline and still get those benefits. Wow. And that'd be the same as like a hotel. Yeah. Just kind of work when you can and get those benefits. You don't have to have the full-time job. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. I'm at the regional airport (laughs) once a month. Chicken in bags. That's awesome. I feel like between this and Eliza's episode, I'm like, why? What happened to my travel suaviness? I don't know. Just a pandemic. Just a pandemic. That's true. (laughs) That that did kind of throw a wrench in things for all of us. Is there anywhere that you really want to go next? That is the most impossible question because there's still so many places yeah. I haven't gone. I've been, I don't know how many countries I've been to 20 something, but I mean, that's really not that much when you think about how many countries there are. Um, I mean, I recognize that's a lot more than a lot of people have been able to do. So I'm very happy I've even been to the amount of countries that I have been, but there's still so many left, but I haven't been to Southeast Asia at all. Mm-hmm. So I would really like to do that. I have not been anywhere in Africa. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple of places that are really at the top of my list. Some of those more, not obscure, but places that just people that, I mean, most people, if they're going to plan an international trip, they're immediately going to think probably Europe. Yeah. And I kind of want to go to some of those places that you don't just, just not an everyday place that everyone's going to. One of, so think about when you're flying, um, because you can fly for free, you kind of do some weird trips because you're not paying for it. So there's no reason you couldn't go somewhere for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So I think the first weekend that I got my full-time job at United, that was Labor Day weekend. So we had three days. So a coworker and I decided we should fly to Australia. 
for Labor Day weekend. So I flew to Austria. I was on the ground for 27 hours, I think. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And that was, I will never do anything like that again. That sounds (laughs) absolutely miserable. I spent more time on the plane than, like I literally spent more time in the sky than I did in Australia for that trip. But that was, I was, you know, I was, just gotten my job. I'd just gotten the benefits. I was like, yes, I have to take advantage of these. Speaking of which, United internships or internships really at any airline, you also get travel benefits. So Mm -hmm. that was the same as like the Southwest summer where I'm just running around um, the country. Actually, so Southwest is really just domestic locations. So we were really only going kind of around the US, but United flies internationally. So I was doing like a trip to Scotland on the weekend or a trip to London on the weekend with a bunch of other interns. So it was just, it's one of the coolest summers you can have, just like literally running around the world, but also very, you know, you have to be up for anything because the flight could fill up like that. You Mm -hmm. could, you might not get on, you might get stuck in another country and not make it back to work. So it's not, it's not a way to travel for everyone. There are a lot of people that, don't even that work at an airline that don't use their benefits because they like more certainty in their travel. I mean, you are not booking a hotel until your seat, like until your butt is in the seat because (laughs) you could still, you could, well, you're not actually booking your hotel until the door is closed of the plane. Because even if you're sitting, they could, uh, if that seat was going to be full, but you got it because the customer didn't show up and they show up last minute, yeah. they can pull you off that plane. Has it ever happened to you? That has that one, that really doesn't happen often, okay, okay. but there's plenty of times where I've gone to the airport hoping to get on a flight and have not gotten on. So you just like show up, you have your bag. Do you like have a place in mind or you just like look and you're like, okay, there's an opening. So we have, we have like an employee website where you can kind of see what is open. Um, like, so it'll show you all the numbers of seats left on a flight. So you can kind of base it off of that. But that's the thing you kind of have to be, you have to be so flexible in that. I mean, I might want to go to LA this weekend, but I'm, that's not my, like, I'm not going to get there mm-hmm. um, because, so you can't really plan anything around it. You kind of just look on like Thursday and see, okay, these flights on Friday look pretty good. So we're going to try this, but you also have to make sure the flights back are good because you do have to get back home. Yeah. So it's really just constant searching for like, where can I go? What has open seats? Um, So it makes it really fun because you just have to be very spontaneous to travel like that. And sometimes you'll have multiple places in mind. So I've packed like, I'll be at the airport and my bag is half like beach clothes and half like hiking clothes because I don't know if I'm going to get on the flight to Tampa or Denver. Oh my God. Wait, that, I would love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, does United need a clothing line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. New uniforms. Hello. 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 <laughs> okay. I think we should talk about TikTok, unless there's any other airline questions. Let's go to TikTok with your getting your job at United and growing your TikTok to kind of get that experience. You obviously popped off. You've kind of become like one of the OG travel TikTokers, which is so fun. What kind of content do you like sharing on there? Can you tell us like what you enjoy posting? Cause you kind of do like a little bit of everything related to travel. Yeah, I really do. I don't have a ton of strategy on TikTok. I just Mm -hmm. kind of post whatever comes to me, but I try to share... I'm kind of all over the place. Recently, I've been sharing a lot about my decorating my apartment in Chicago. And for the last year, I wasn't really traveling much. So I kind of had to change up my content. But originally, I was posting a lot about how to find the cheapest flights or the cheapest destinations. I kind of try to post... I want to help people travel that are young that think they're not able to because they think it's too expensive or whatever those limiting factors are. So I kind of like to share a lot of content to just make travel easier for people and more accessible for people. So I'm kind of all over the place with that. I think I've shared like packing tips. I've shared, I don't even know, just all over the place, destination content, packing, how to find cheap flights. I've also shared a decent amount just about my job. I think that's kind of it's kind of how my following started growing because people kind of learned I had a job that allowed me to travel for free. And obviously that is something a lot of people would love to have. So I kind of started talking about that and I get a lot of questions about my career and my job. So I've made a lot of content kind of around that realm as well because I would love for more people to be able to kind of live that lifestyle. That's kind of the thing that 
when I was at my first Southwest internship, all of us would kind of talk and be like, oh, do you want to stay in the airline industry? And I think one of my friends said at one point, and it's like, just stuck with me. And it's like, it's like when you work at the, I'm an airline, it's not, it kind of provides you a whole lifestyle. Like it's not a job, mm-hmm. but it's a lifestyle because there are very few people that have opportunities to just jump on a flight tomorrow and fly wherever they want. I mean, that's how I got here. Mm-hmm. I literally saw you were doing your meetup and I was like, I haven't been to Nebraska. I should totally come. Looked at the flights, saw there was one I could get on and hopped on a flight and I'm here. No idea how I'm getting home. No idea when I'm going back. <laughs> literally don't know. <laughs> Nothing's booked. I just drove to the airport, showed up, <laughs> hoped I could get on and here I am. So it's amazing for just those last minute things that a lot of people wouldn't have the opportunity to just hop on a flight and come to your podcast meetup the next day because most of the time it's a little expensive to, you know, fly last minute. So yeah, that is definitely one of the, I would say kind of the coolest thing about it is things that you don't have planned. You don't have to plan your travel ahead of time. You can just spontaneously say, oh, I have a friend that's in New York. I'm just going to go meet up with them today. Yeah. Because you had been to what, 48 of the 50 states? And you messaged me and you're like, I haven't been to Nebraska. This is the perfect excuse. What, Nebraska and Alaska, your last two? Nebraska and Alaska. Of course it's Nebraska and Alaska. I know, it's really (laughs) cute actually. They rhyme. I know, yeah. I didn't plan that, but it did work out perfectly. But I, so my goal was to, I really wanted to, in my head, it was like 20, 50 by 25. I wanted to visit all 50 states Mm -hmm. by my 25th birthday, but my 25th birthday was last November. So during COVID. So I was going to easily knock it all out last year, but then COVID happened and you couldn't even go to Alaska. So it (laughs) did not happen by my 25th, but I can still knock it out before my 26th and I'm still 25 then. Yeah. So I could, if I make it to Alaska by November, which is very doable, then I'll have all my 50 states by my 25th. Well, at my 25th. Yeah. 25 years still. Yeah. You get the whole of 25 25 years. Yeah. Um, And there was no reason for the age 25. It was just, you know, it was fun. It was just, that's half of 50. Yeah. But then once, once I get all my States, then I can start focusing on knocking out more countries, which I don't really have any sort of goal for that. Um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of, get wherever I can go with those. But I was so close on the States. So I was like, why not just make it a goal and knock them all out? I feel like you have to see all 50 States if you can. Another thing about TikTok, I want to say you're also a Taco Bell influencer. Megan's video about the fancy Taco Bell in California went like so viral. I feel like I saw it everywhere. That was easily, it wasn't even my most viewed video. It was not my It was not my most popular video ever. I've had videos that have way more views or way more likes or shares or whatever. But for some reason, this video got picked up by so many media outlets. Like every news media outlet. It was on Barstool. It was on the Today Show. It was on absolutely every media outlet you could think of. It was like a beautiful Taco Bell though. It's an absolutely beautiful Taco Bell. (laughs) I visit that one often because it's very close (laughs) to the San Francisco airport. So anytime I fly to San Francisco... I make a stop at the Pacifica Taco Bell. But the locals in Pacifica were actually sending me threatening messages because they were very upset that I told people about their Taco (gasps) Bell. I was actually told, do not come back to Pacifica. Oh my God. Have you seen a picture of this Taco Bell? I actually think I have. Is it like a wedding venue too? Don't they do... Or is Wait, that different? I one? feel like I no. Need to pull that it up. is the Las Vegas Taco Bell. Okay. Um, that is the Las Vegas Taco Bell Cantina, and I have <laughs> okay, already. Yes, yes, yes. I know my Taco Bell a little bit. Um, <laughs> I have already said like I will get married in the Taco Bell Cantina in Vegas. Like that might oh not be my, my real God. wedding, but that would be like the little like fun one. You know, the fun wedding. I they I saw. TikTok about it recently where a couple got married in there and it was like yeah. the things they, the Taco Bell theme of it is just so funny. It's hilarious. But the funny thing about the um, the Taco Bell video, it's just insane when you realize the reach these things have because I was living in Arizona at this time because I had moved to Arizona for about six months earlier this year because I'm still remote for my job. But I was with a friend out there and she was talking to her friend that lives in California and she was like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And the girl was like, oh, I'm driving up to the Pacifica Taco Bell that I saw on TikTok. Oh and my, my friend was like, that, that's my roommate. Like my, my roommate made that video. And then that same week I was talking to a friend who lives in New York, um, in New York City. And he was talking to a girl on Hinge and she randomly brought up, oh, have you seen 
the Taco Bell, like the girl that did the Taco Bell video. And he's like, I went to high school with that girl. Like the odds that those came up in conversations with my friends and- I mean, people were You're actually like, how many people are talk talking about? about this that I don't know Absolutely. about? Because like, what? It's on the beach, right? It's right on the beach. <laughs> yeah. It's you can watch all the surfers. You so can get cool. like the spiked Baja blast. It's this like beautiful little patio outside. It also has this really cute like window that you can walk up to for surfers because and it's it's just adorable. I highly recommend if you ever are in San Francisco. It's maybe. 15, 20 minutes away from the San Francisco airport, SFO. So it's a very quick trip. It's an absolutely beautiful little area over there too. Mm-hmm. So it is well worth the trip. Don't but- tell them Megan sent you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please tell them. No, I actually, so I actually went recently, um, the last Whoa. time I was in San Francisco and this was after the video was made. And I walked in there like half expecting someone to like recognize me. And obviously no one looked at me twice, but I was like, how much business did you get? <laughs> yeah. Um, where's my check? Has Taco Bell reached like, out? Can I get a free taco? So Taco Bell does follow me um, on pretty much all platforms now, nice. which I love, but I didn't get any free tacos. I didn't get any Taco Bell swag. So I'm a little bummed about that one. So Taco Bell, if you're listening, I would love like <laughs> a year's supply of tacos or something. Isn't it um, crazy when brands like miss a big win like that? Well, that is exactly. So my team, since obviously I work on a social media team for a major brand, they were very invested in this and to see like how Taco Bell would respond right. yeah. um, because of like all the media it had like the attention that it had gained. And so we were all waiting <laughs> for that Taco Bell DM. They'd check with me every day. Like has Taco Bell messaged you yet? And all they messaged me was, oh, can we repost your video? <gasps> like, and we were like, what a miss. You know, imagine like, if you had, if they had sent you something, then you could have made a video knowing that all of the people that already watched your video obviously were into it. And it would have been like Re-pushed a double whammy. To those people yeah, that, absolutely. Before you paid, just send it to those people again. Yes. It could have been a, even a bigger thing. Absolutely. I mean, that could have toured another special Taco Bell. Like if you want me to- Yeah, visit, yeah I'll keep coming the new Taco Bell girl. all the Taco Bells in the US and make and videos make about them. about them. Absolutely, yeah. So we thought that was a little bit of a mess, but- Well, because was- United is good about like connecting pop culture moments. Like you guys are working with Pilot Pete, right? Yes, because he works for us now. He's, He's from The Bachelor, if you guys don't us. know. He was The Bachelor- who's a mess, honestly, but Megan's not going to say that. I'll say it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was rough, but like, that's the thing. Yeah. They took an opportunity. He was a famous pilot on a huge TV show, fit him into the brand. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah, we did. Um, because he works for, he had actually worked for another airline previously and he just got hired at United, but he really wanted to join United because his that's where his parents met. His dad is a pilot for us. I still I think he still flies and his mom was a flight attendant. So that's how they met. Oh my God. So they were like very much United family. So he really wanted to come work for us. So he had posted some pictures of himself and his dad from when he was a baby, like at the airport. So we used, we asked if we could use his photos for like a Father's Day post. We somehow end up working with a lot of bachelor people at United. <laughs> a lot of bat, like we are, we always say we're the airline of bachelor nation because they're for some reason always flying us, but that's because a lot of them are in LA or going LA to New York. And we have a lot of flights mm-hmm. um, kind of going from those hubs. So there's always bachelor people flying United. We've done things with like Tyler, we found out Tyler Cameron was on our flight. So we like gave him, we had them like bring him a rose oh in the my seat. God. Yeah. So that's like, we get to do some fun stuff. If we, like some kind of proactive, like, or we, if we find out someone's flying us that we can like kind of set something up for knowing they might post about it. We kind of like set up those moments sometimes. So smart. That's so smart. I would have never thought you could like see who's on your flights, like kind of creep on the list. Oh, I can find Pilot Pete's schedule. Oh my God. If, want, <laughs> if you want to get on one of his flights. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll cut that part. I'm just just joking, just joking. Who's the coolest person that you've ever seen on a flight or like related <laughs> ever to seen travel? Ever? ever. The coolest person of all time. <laughs> I've seen. Oh yeah, maybe just like any celebrity moment. I really haven't run into anyone famous at the airports, which is crazy because I'm always at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did 
funny enough, run into Pilot P. More <laughs> <in laughs> Pilot P. Like, I hadn't met him in person yet, but I, I had messaged him. Um, we had been because we had been messaging him, asking if we could like use his content. But I actually ran into him at Newark. <laughs> he was going to training, oh so I did God. see him. But I haven't personally really run into too many celebrities. We are working with a couple musicians coming up that mm-hmm. I probably can't share yet, but we are going to do a very special TikTok with them. Um, so follow United's TikTok. That will be up sometime this summer with a couple of people that everyone should probably recognize, if, especially if you watched Disney Channel when you were younger. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I watched Disney some Channel. So, yeah. <laughs> so how many people like run the United TikTok account? So we... There's basically a team of, I can never do that. If Say there's like 15 of us that run United Social Media. So it is actually a fairly big team. Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's people that just do more of like the budgeting or there's different parts of the team. So I'm on the content team, which is the team that actually puts together everything we're posting. We're the ones for the most part coming up with the content, coming up with the ideas. We are not always the ones that are necessarily taking the photos or say we post some sort of, graphic we do have a team that is like actually designers that will do that for us so we're not doing all the graphic design or anything like that but we're coming up with the concept for what we're going to post and finding those assets however that may be so there's three of us that do all of the content and of course ideas come from other people on our team as well but there's three of us that are actually in charge of coming up with what we are posting and we post a lot yeah several times a day and we have because we have so many channels So we have TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. So we are coming up with content for all those channels at all times. Um, And there's always so much happening just with travel within an airline. There's so many things to announce all the time. Right now we're doing a lot of, because countries are reopening. So we're doing a lot of posts about, you know, you can travel to Italy again, you can go to Spain again. So content's really all over the place, but it's a lot of stuff that just happens so quickly. It's a very, very fast paced job because right now it's like, we find out a country open tomorrow. Okay. We got to make posts about it. There's not a lot that you can plan super ahead of time. Well, and it's seven days a week. The whole world is on a different time zone. So it's not nine to five, really. It's just all day, every single day. You're definitely always kind of you're always tuned into it too, because you always have to be aware of what is going on like in on social media, because you want to kind of stay on trend. If there's maybe, you know, something's trending on Twitter that you want to jump in on. So you're always kind of thinking about it. You can't ever really turn it off. So it's definitely a little hard to balance too, because I do my own social media work. So it's like, I work all day coming up with social media content. Mm-hmm. And then after that, come up with, content for myself. So I'm doing it for the brand and then doing it for my own TikTok and Instagram. So I am just constant. I can't even imagine what my screen time screen time is. Like I will not look at it. It has to be absolutely astronomical. But it's funny because I'm on my phone all the time, but I'm so bad at responding to texts or responding to a lot of messages because I'm always working on my, like I might be on my mm. phone, but I'm not always like able to respond to every single thing that comes through to me. So I I literally, I had to get glasses because I, <laughs> I never needed glasses until I started working this job because oh I look at a screen 24 hours a day. Do you feel like it's really hard to balance that? I mean, we could all relate. Like today we were all running around like with our heads cut off and we're like trying to be present while also it's like the DMs are blowing up. You're getting tags, like things are going on. How do you do that? How do you try to balance it? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, I... I hate being on my phone when I'm hanging out with friends. And for the most part, I try to put it away, but it really just kind of, sometimes there's just something you have to respond to at that time because you're working with the brand or whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. they just really need an answer. But huh. <laughs> back-to-back yeah. emails while we were at dinner. <laughs> yeah. like, Megan, do you need to Are answer you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh... Yeah. I mean, it's definitely because I mean, my, I have my full-time job, so I'm always getting kind of messages from that. And then I'm getting messages about, cause I do my side hustle with my own Instagram and TikTok. So I'm getting messages from that. Not to mention all the people that are messaging me on Instagram and DMs and just reaching out to me. So it's like completely overwhelming, but I always do try to like put my phone away whenever I'm with friends as much as I can, unless there's just something that I did not have time to get to before. 
but it's definitely a challenge to balance that. But mostly on the weekends, I can like put it down more. I try to not do too much on the weekends with it because sometimes there's a certain point where I cannot look at my phone anymore. Like I absolutely have to put it away. But that's the thing I'm sure you know too, just kind of like creating content in social media. You have to know what's going on on social media. Mm -hmm. If you don't scroll through TikTok for a week, you're already behind. You're already behind. Mm -hmm. You literally have to have... 30 minutes putting in in the morning, just like watching TikToks. It's true. It's actually, it's part of my job to actually go through and watch TikTok because if I'm going to come up with TikToks and not just for myself, but for my actual job with United, I have to know what's, what to create. So I have to be watching, you know, what's trending to find the next video we're going to create. And it's just like, all right, these people who are creating all the content are consuming all the content, like are getting burnt out. But like to, if you get burnt out, then you fall behind. You don't post one yeah. day, you don't post the next day and post the next day. Then all of a sudden you're irrelevant. But like they need to break the most out of anyone is on that is on social media. Like people that are creating need breaks. But if you take a break, then all of a sudden no one sees your stuff anymore. Your views are down. It's like, yeah. what the heck? It's like, such a hard thing to keep up with. <laughs> it's cutthroat. It is yeah. cutthroat. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine being like a huge creator, like David Dobrik, because people were yelling at him for months because he wasn't posting a vlog. Oh, right. So yeah. I would always see just, David, where's your next vlog? I'm not, I don't really watch a lot of YouTube, but I know that that was a big thing that he hadn't posted a vlog in a while. And it's like, people need a break, but mm-hmm. the people that are consuming your content, they they want more of it. Yeah. And, and it even just seems like the platforms even like punish you. Cause I, I was- I do. No, me and Alice so were true. talking about it. Like, I mean, I don't know if we were talking about that actually. actually we were talking about how if you don't post on your stories for like a day, then when you do post, it's like half the views that you did when you were consistently. It's just like, yeah, I needed a break. Why? why I needed you? one day to myself. Now, okay. <laughs> no one knows that my store is open. Or you like, you know, no one knows that I'll be in this town this weekend because, or I don't know, just like dumb stuff. But you know, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of pressure just for all of us that are sharing like posting content that it's hard to like step away from it, but you also need to because you can't just live on your phone all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's important to take those breaks, but it's definitely, there's so much pressure because you feel like you're going to get less views or people are going to unfollow you or whatever it is because you weren't posting content. If someone's starting tomorrow, like what's something quick you can share with them that will inspire them? Yeah. Ooh. I, so one of the things that if you want to get on TikTok, but you do not know what to post, but say you're, maybe you already have an Instagram and you've been creating content on there. One of the things that I always tell people, if you, basically anything can be turned into a video. So maybe you have a blog and you write travel tips for a certain destination that can be turned into a video. Like here's the, here's everything you should do on a trip to San Francisco or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. You can turn a lot of, if you are sharing your knowledge, you can turn any of that into a video. So it's like, if you don't know where to start, think about what have you already posted? Have you already posted some kind of tip for something? Like anything can be turned into a video. So kind of look at what you've already done. That's like, when I like don't know, I'm like, wait, I wrote a blog post on Mm -hmm. something a while ago and just turn it into a quick video. But I always like, I always encourage, if anyone's trying to grow their platforms or maybe they have a small business that they want to grow, like you need to be on TikTok. That is the way to get, I mean, with your store, that's really, you've the said podcast there's people. even too. Help the podcast a lot. People will drive all over the country to go mm-hmm. visit. So that, I mean, and people wouldn't find it otherwise. Like they wouldn't find it if you were just posting on Instagram for the most part. Yeah. That's true. Do you have any last tips for TikTok? No, I think that was great. Those are great tips. I think we can ask you our last signature question. To you, what makes a good friend? Okay, so you asked me this earlier, so I had a little time to think about it. <laughs> On the way here. But yeah. my, okay, so really my first thought when you asked me that earlier, to me, I think a good friend is someone who's just always down for whatever it is, just down for anything, as in not someone that only is down to go on a trip with you to Italy, but someone that's down to go with you to the grocery store just to hang out or someone that's just whatever you need. Someone that's not only there for the fun parts of life, but down to like make anything fun, whether that's like literally just running errands. To me, that is like the quality friend is someone that is not just there for the fun moments. I like that. I don't think we've had any repeat answers because I haven't heard that one either. Yeah. It's true. You want someone who's there for- Down for the cause. Yeah. <laughs> when you need someone to vent to or just- Like I love having the friends that are down to like 
drop everything and fly to Australia for 24 hours. But it's also, you need those that same person to sometimes do the boring things with you. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm glad that you decided to give Nebraska a try. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Nebraska? I feel like we need to end on something like that. There's, so my so I'm staying with a friend right now um, in Nebraska that is from Omaha. And she actually invited a bunch of us, um, all United coworkers, down here um, a couple years ago. And she sent out this email and it had this meme and it was like, Nebraska, it's not for everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah they did our that. new slogan. Yeah, is that like the still state the slogan? slogan? They thought- Might be. Yeah, that was a big deal. Because Nebraska- Oh, people were very upset. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I knew too. Nebraska. Yeah. But that trip actually like fell through and I wasn't that upset because I wasn't like dying to come to Nebraska. But I always like- I do as much as I would joke about like, oh, Nebraska or what I'm from Indiana. Mm-hmm. So I really, it's really not that different, but I still think there's everywhere has something to offer. Like I can find something like to love about literally any destination, whether it's like the smallest town in the world or the biggest city in the world, like everywhere has like great people, great restaurants, something to see. So, I mean, I think Omaha's adorable. I really, there's a lot of really cute areas around here. Um, so this is like, can't imagine a better trip to Nebraska than yeah. coming out here, getting to hang out with you guys, getting to hang out with some of my other friends around here. So Nebraska, I would, it's not for everyone, but <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend it. That is so funny. Man, at this slogan. point, uh, Visit Omaha is going to have to start like paying us. Like we're just bringing everyone to Omaha. <laughs> We're really telling everyone it's cute. <laughs> Things are popping up everywhere. Come check it out. Megan yeah. Hummy approved. It, it is Hummy approved. approved. It is approved. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God. So anytime. Fun. I mean, just anytime on a I flight. just have to be in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. I know. Literally hop on a flight. You'll be here. I'll be here. It's like an hour. It was the quickest flight ever. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um, go ahead and plug your socials. That way everyone can... Keep up I with your tips. Awesome. Okay. I'm at Megan Hummy on every platform. You can also Google my name and you'll find all of my Taco Bell um, <laughs> videos. If you literally, if you Google my name, it's just talk. So I was typing my name into Google, Google the other day as we all do. Um, or at least as I do, cause I'm just curious. And the suggested like autofill was Megan Hummy Taco Bell. <laughs> like that was the top one. Love that. So I'm like, great. I am associated forever with Taco Bell, but my at is M-E-G-A-N-H-O-M-M-E. Cause no one knows how to spell my last name ever. Everyone thinks it's homie. Yeah. Probably. I'm going to guess most of the people that read my name on the internet think it's homie, which is totally cool with me. Like that would be a really cool last name to have. Yeah. I feel like at Meg the homie would be like a cool username. People have definitely called me that before. I like Like, it. But it's it's homie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Maybe you should just change it. Just change all my- Because I mean, you should change your first- Today, you were like, I should just change my first name. And this other girl at the store was like, what'd she say she went by, which was totally not her name- Yeah. You know, maybe you're just homie. Yeah. All right. Amazing. (laughs) Well, anyway, (laughs) I think we're all, um, it's, we're getting loopy. It's 1030 PM. We're hanging out. We're chilling. We're in some cozy chairs. So these are very comfy and not a best for a better chair to sit in. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think we'll wrap up there and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying with the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at we're already friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.